Arkham Golden Gods and Goddesses to Rumham and Wild Cards. I'm just going to go ahead and say right now we got a lot of spoilers for this episode. So if you're watching Sunny for the first time and watching along with us, like I know a couple of you are, uh, you might want to skip this episode, but we got a fun episode planned for you today. We are talking about the best, craziest, possibly true maybe uh fan theories for it's always sunny in philadelphia we have quite the collection here some from the wildcard crew that i've never heard of before and some very very popular fan theories that just about any person who's not even familiar with the show maybe might even know so we got a lot of dennis talk a lot of charlie talk coming up on this episode got some very some of the the darker tones this episode has shown we're going to talk about and um yeah, we're going to talk about Sunny across all seasons, so spoiler alert. We're going to we're going to get into it here in a second, but first, you know, we got to plug the social medias at always sunny pod on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us on the line and our always sunny pod is where you can find us on subreddit on uh, on our Reddit, our subreddit. And there you can also find the list of lists which is every episode of Sunny that we have done so far ranked on one list as what we're doing here on this podcast we are going episode by episode reviewing each episode on a scale of one to ten putting it on a fancy list but today we are talking about it's always sunny in philadelphia fan theories so as we go through the uh list today uh, be sure to hit at always sunny pod on your social medias and uh follow us and wherever you're listening to this podcast hit subscribe uh, we really appreciate Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those great platforms. Go ahead and hit follow. And uh, if you could leave us a five-star review if you're having a good time on Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate it. Now let's get into it here. Business out of the way. Wildcard Crew Fan Theories. We asked you guys on Twitter and Instagram, what are your favorite fan theories? Uh, what what ones keep you up at night? What ones are, are maybe just kind of out there? And we got some very interesting interesting uh responses i want to start out with um one i got on instagram to start out here at jaybird89 says that dennis leaving in season 13 we're jumping all the way to season 13 was dennis using the dennis system on the gang and i i really liked this one um hear me out here's the evidence we got here for those of you not aware, the Dennis system is D, demonstrate value, E, engage physically, N, nurture dependence, N, neglect emotionally, I, inspire hope, S, separate entirely. This is Dennis Reynolds' system for uh, what he says picking up women. It's manipulating women. So th this theory basically says that Dennis manipulates the gang and in a way manipulates the audience mm. into uh, enjoying him more, wanting to be with him more. I don't know. It's it's dark. What do you guys think? Um, I think that it's more... This theory doesn't surprise me at all if you look at it just from the show. Like, Dennis manipulates everybody. Obviously, maybe him leaving to manipulate the gang and say, like, hey, you guys aren't the gang without me. I'm the gang. I could kind of agree with that and see that, but from an outside perspective saying like it makes the show's comedy like i don't know i don't know how you word it in your notes here it was um it's uh like it's more the fans it's more of their dennis he's dennising system dennis systeming us not the gang i guess is more what i'm trying to say 
Like, because obviously I think he uses the system towards the gang always throughout his entire life towards people in general. I think yeah, he uses that manipulation. system. He's just a manipulative person. Yeah. So I think he's always done that towards the gang, but I think yeah. to take that a step further he and say Dennis. that they Dennis system the, Dennis the system fans. Always. Yeah. Dennis system the fans. Dennis system the gang. Yeah. Um, so I we're kind of um, doing three different categories here. We're going to put these in. Obvious, sort of sunny, and derivative bullshit. Uh, I consider this one sort of sunny because um, we know, like you guys said, that Dennis is manipulative towards just about everyone he encounters in this show. And and it just kind of shows off, you know, the relationship that uh, writers of these TV shows have with their audience. Well, so, keeping us hooked. OK, so uh, so we, we got to rank between those three categories. With mm, this you one. don't got to really rank it. That'd I feel like that's like our day job, you know, yeah. at this point. But. You know, uh, what, what do you think it is? How legit? It's uh, sort of sunny being like the most legit. No, like obvious being like, you know, no, no shit. This is clear if you're paying attention to the show. Sort of sunny being like, it's based in some sort of truth, like a half-baked theory. I think it's sort of sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's, you know, probably something that... Um, they weren't thinking about, but if someone were, were to be like, this is what I think you guys were doing, and um, Rob McElhinney would probably be like, yeah, that makes sense. We, we sort of were doing that. <laughs> uh, our, our I put um, in my notes, I'll just read them verbatim. I said, uh, Hollywood, it's run by the Illuminati and Satanists. Hashtag drain the swamp. Hashtag you sent me. <laughs> well, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, Satanists running around, uh, right? <laughs> Coming out swinging on this episode. Um, let's go with another one. Let's go with one that we got on Twitter. Becca K oh. says, Uncle Jack is really Charlie Kelly's older brother. What's uh, the evidence? I couldn't find any evidence on this one. <laughs> I don't think there's necessarily evidence. To me, this is one of those where it's just like the one in a million off chance that it could be just Uncle Jack is weird because he was raised by Bonnie when she was probably 14 or 15 or however the math would add up. I don't know if they ever explain like their exact ages, but if Bonnie was 13 or 14, when she could have had uncle Jack, that's the only way I could possibly see. That's why uncle Jack still lives at home. Like they never were in a good situation. He never left home, whatever. So maybe I could see that. And like I said, it's probably a one in a million. I don't think it's a real good theory necessarily, but I do think it's hilarious on the off chance that like it's a possibility. Could be like a like a half brother from Charlie's legitimate father, who in this scenario is not Frank Reynolds. Why'd you say it like that? Because the, yeah, I'm trying to I'm, walk you through the logic of that. Because like like what she so it's shacks not Bonnie's up kid. with she shacks up with Frank, and as a result, maybe is is Charlie is the, what's currently canon in the series. Yes. Maybe Frank. Potentially. And Bonnie made Charlie. Yeah. But where I'm confused, what you said is if they both have the same mom, they can't be half brothers. That's not what I was saying. I was saying that. But why would Bonnie have Jack then? I don't know. Bonnie birthed Jack is what this implies. Is what what this person is implying. Yeah. Right. I was trying to like think a different way for that. So, but that's what I'm saying. So if it's a half brother, you would then have to explain why the dad is gone. Exactly. I don't know why. We, we, there's a lot of weird plot holes. With, or there would have with, to be a different mom. And, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird plot holes with maybe whoever, family in Whoever general. Bonnie... This is going to get deep. 
since yeah. we're in this theory now. Whoever Bonnie was with at yeah. the time. No, see that that doesn't make sense it's, either. Now it's, I confuse none myself. Of it's, none yeah, of yeah I confuse myself. I'm trying. It would to have think to of, be the. It would have to be what I said originally, like a like weird. She had him at like 13 or 14, I, I, and just. I think that um, Uncle Jack is just a weird person, uh, uh, who is yeah. who can't hold a job or or maintain his own lifestyle or his own. Or That's his own, not like, the worst part about him, and but sure. No, I yeah. know, <laughs> but sure. Because because of he's a he's he has a weird looking hands. All right, yeah. all right. While we're while we're talking so about Charlie Kelly's family. Yeah, I got I got another one here. Mason L. Really from, note from Instagram wants to know the question. This isn't really a theory. Where's the rest of Charlie Kelly's family? This kind yeah. of goes into that. I remember when we, we first watched the uh, like the first season. Charlie got molested, and we're like, there. He, he has a sister. He has a sister that he mentions. He has a room full of family members that we never see again. Yeah. Where's the rest of Charlie Kelly's well, family? Well, that's normal for like like a like a large family. I guess you know everyone has people in the family. Like I haven't seen you since I was like. Like a long time ago. What do they call it? Extended family. Extended family. Yeah. Like a family reunion. Yeah. Which is what I'd like to see in a future episode of Sunny, I realized once I started thinking about this. I would love a Kelly family reunion episode. Versus like the McPoyle family. Versus yeah, like we've the explored family. the McPoyle's yeah. fam uh, family. We've explored Max's sort of immediate family. I really want to see a Kelly family reunion because only sparingly have we gone into Charlie Kelly's Family. I'm going to take this now just like a step further and say that it's only Bonnie Kelly is the only real family of Charlie that we know. And Uncle Jack mm -hmm. isn't even family related. They Wait, call him but, Uncle Jack, but I don't think he's actually family. But the McPoyle family, is they're all part of they're all part of the gang's family because. Nope. No, but I know. But like, like, didn't didn't fucking Maureen Ponderosa nope. marry? Didn't Maureen Ponderosa marry the McPoyles? Or something. The McPoyles are at the wedding where they uh, slip bath salts into yeah, the milk. Um, but I, or wait, what if? I don't know. Is that what if? What okay, if we're Charlie, getting off track. What so, if Charlie is so McPoyle? Let, I I don't got an answer of where Charlie Kelly's family is. I just really hope that we explore Charlie Kelly's family in in future episodes. I don't think that. Sunny. I don't think that's possible. What I what I was saying is that Bonnie Kelly is based on her history and the stereotype of becoming a stripper and a hooker and having sex for money and blah, blah. A lot of the times those people have left or abandoned their family or had family issues and aren't very close to their family. And for the fact that we haven't seen any family this far, I don't think Bonnie Kelly is in connection with anybody else in her family. Like, I don't think there is a way for us to see. I, Obviously they could create it, but I'm just saying at this point, I don't think that she's in connection with anybody else in her family. Or knows where they are, or anything like that. She doesn't know. She doesn't even know who like the the father of Charlie is. So it makes sense. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't thing. think she has family technically. She has family, but like, I don't think she's like knows where they are or who they are. Or, like when you have a show, or, what if it's Luther? It, it, it could be possible. When you have a show that's been going for 15 years, these theories really could come to fruition. And we'll as we'll discuss here, as we'll discuss here on some of these future ones. I think they just keep them going for yeah. the rewatchability and to keep people hooked. This is why that's my favorite like, theory of, of the show because they don't really have an answer for it and they keep hinting at it and it really builds on the show. It, it makes the show What's your better. favorite theory? Like, who is Charlie's father is my favorite like ongoing theory or question in the show because it keeps me kind of interested 
in a way. I think it's just I think it's one of those things. It's the same thing. But I think it's the same thing as Mac being gay, where it's just like we know who's who Charlie's dad is now, but just because they won't say it and admit it, they're pretending it's we don't know. Which isn't a problem. That's not a bad thing. But like, I don't think there's going to be some new mystery down the road. I think. Frank is Charlie's dad, and they're gonna pick a time, just like with Mac and the bike, that they're finally gonna admit it and tell it to us up front. It's, I agree. It's like Dennis being a serial killer, and, and I think yes, but I don't think they're gonna reveal it like Mac. I think it's gonna be like Dennis being a serial killer or they're, whatever, because um, they're not gonna reveal. It's that. gonna be those mysteries just that they won't solve. But what we do know is that Bonnie hooked up with Frank around the time that Charlie was born, and she had an abortion that didn't take, which resulted in Charlie. We know that Bonnie was, at the very least, a seasonal prostitute, at least around the holiday times. It's a flavorful word. Yeah, I like to describe it in a fun way. And we also know that Frank bangs whores. Whores. That's all yeah. I got on the Frank end. But I'm, I'm just saying, those three things, based on what they build around the show, I'm calling this one sort of sunny. I don't know if it's, if it's glaringly obvious, because they'll never confirm it, in my opinion. I think, yeah, I think they'll... I think- I think they've already proved it enough that we know the answer and the fact that, like I said, they're just not being extremely blunt about it. Like, I think that's just their way Smoke of pretending. Them if you got and, them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, yeah, I think that they'll reveal it. I, like, in these, especially now that they're extended for, what was it, three, four more seasons? Like, I think that they, they want to answer these questions. I don't think they're a type of show that's like, we're going to keep this going forever. Yeah. Like, that's what we thought with the Mac thing, but then they ended it. And it did go for a long time. Don't get me wrong. They might play this for a while. Yeah, we don't but know. even if it's season 23, I think they'll be upfront about it at one point or another. But with Mac's character, they did something really great. And that's arguably made his character even better now that he's out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the gang still doesn't care that he's gay, but that he made it part of his like, oh, by the way, I'll do that because I'm gay. Like, I really love Mac post coming out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's do another wildcard crew one. Uh, at Bishbritz says each episode is imagined by the gang. And I kind of have my own evidence slash take on this one. I'd like to indulge you guys with. So, um, she gave the example that stranger, uh, stranger stories featuring drugs and strange behaviors are like Charlie stories. So I, I took that one and ran. So Charlie episodes, Charlie stories are like the weird ones that feature drugs and like Charlie acting weird because that's what he does. Possibly some stories though, where Charlie is the straight man and the smartest guy in the room could be his imagination where he's brilliant, like flowers for Charlie or Charlie work where he has it all together. So those are the Charlie stories that he's imagining. The, the Dennis stories that Dennis is imagining. uh, Those are the stories where Dennis is in control of the situation over the gang uh, he still doesn't get his way most of the time, but he's at least at the helm of the ship that's sinking in that episode. The Mac stories that Mac is imagining are movie parodies. Invincible, $100 Baby, Ski School, of course, Lethal Weapon. Uh, the D episodes, uh, anywhere that D is kind of the centrifuge of the story. So like her pregnancy storylines, her tax scam storylines, those are like de-imagined episodes and then frank episode only uh he only has one episode being frank those are (laughs) that's the only one i could come up with for frank Mm. Uh, what do you guys think 
I'm going to go ahead and be the boring. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and be boring and be like, I fucking hate this excuse. I feel like if you're going to come up with a fan theory to everything, I feel like you can say anything's imagined. You could pick any single yeah. show and be like, nope, it's all imagined. Nope. They're all dreaming it. Nope. It was made up. Like, I feel like that's the easiest cop out to be like, I, I like, I like the reasoning behind it. I think it's creative. Like each episode was thought up by a different person, but I feel like if this was true, it would have to be something like the last episode of it's always sunny is, the whole show was, like you said, maybe imagined, and it's them sitting in a retirement home reminiscing. And so each episode mm-hmm. was them telling their story from their perspective. Because how so maybe are they will be that old by the time this show. Yeah. So maybe if it was something like that, yeah, if there was an video. ending to the show, I could see so, that. Because the show hasn't ended, so you could technically make that argument. But for something, especially when a show has already ended... I hate this type of excuse and this type of fan theory. So yeah. that was that was my take on the like theory. Like the Tommy Westfall theory of St. Elsewhere and the nineteen eight, like the hospital show. It's like the entire show. I actually just watched that show with my mom, but Thank the you. entire show ended with yeah. like with um, the kid. It was the entire show was like like a hospital show. Everyone's a doctor, and then the last episode was like the main doctor. Hey, you know what's a, a much more worker. common, less convoluted ending than that that what? you could have compared it to? What? The Bob Newhart show ends by him waking up in bed saying, I, honey, I had a dream where I yes. owned a bed and breakfast. Yes. That took me 20 seconds to explain. Yeah, I actually watched uh, that show too. <laughs> I haven't seen either of them. But. No, but I feel like my description did better. I don't know. Anyway, sure. so I said that sure. this was still derivative bullshit because there's nothing derivative. to back any of this up. It's all, uh, I said, this, well, can I maybe offer something else? Yeah, a little wow. bit. I I agree. It is kind of deriv- derivative bullshit. And I I hate the idea that oh, it's all imagined by by some person. But but uh, Danny DeVito, you know, um, he made his film debut, I, I believe, in the movie called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where he played a um a person in a, in a mental asylum, and uh, in that movie, in, in the episode, Sweet D has a heart attack. Um, I I think that's the episode where he goes into some mental asylum or some other clinic mm-hmm. and. It, they they replay they parody a lot of the scenes from that mm-hmm. that movie, and so there's actual evidence that this is actually happening in the show or in the universe, and it's like the same. It's I think they use the same nurse or a, a similar looking nurse, the same actress from the movie, and they put her in the scene and they do the scenes and they even. So got, you're saying that uh, this is Frank imagining it in the mental institution? Yeah, maybe and he's back here. I don't know, but but. They do the same famous scene. I don't want to spoil the movie, but it's like forty years old, so you know, figure it out. So, um, uh, the 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 Native American actor in the movie, his name is Chief. They actually got his son to play the Native American man in that scene when they break out of the asylum. Huh. So, you know, that's like the most convincing theory. I think it's like a a, fu- a fun. The only problem homage. with that, then I'll make too, is like. Yeah, maybe Frank imagined the whole thing in the insane asylum, but then that takes away from the coolest part of this theory. No, how other, they each right, but how they each kind of imagine like like I, I would love to think that all of Matt's stories, Froggy, other episodes they have they they allude to Frank being in in a a mental institution or having grown up in one. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Is it so? Right? So you're saying Frank imagined all of it still? Maybe, but that's what I'm saying. Is the I only problem with bullshit. that theory is. Like I said, the coolest part of this theory that Braden pointed out was that, like, it's really cool to see, like, oh, Mac, all the 70s movies, 80s movies, throwbacks, like, yeah. those would all be Mac stories. Those would all sure. be Charlie stories. No, like, it's I, was, I just had fun thinking of it. Right, but yeah. that was the coolest part of the theory to me. So then if everything was imagined by Frank, the coolest part of that theory is now. You could only go with trash. one. Yeah, right. only one would. It's but, derivative um, bullshit for sure, but for it's sure. fun to think about. It's more I got a question for you, Donnie. Hmm. So uh, the ending of Seinfeld... 
is what a lot of people com- think Sonny is going to be. Seinfeld. I hate to cut you off. Do I need to know the ending of? I'm going to explain it real okay, quick. Okay. Seinfeld ends. They they travel to. Uh, they they're in a different town and they uh, basically record a fat person getting mugged. They get arrested and they bring in every past character from every season that they have wronged over the course of the series. And they testify in court against uh, Jerry and the group. And they basically end up in jail. A pretty, pretty polarizing episode or finale. It's a, it's a polarizing episode. People love it or hate it. I love it, honestly. Um, But because people have said Seinfeld on crack, Sonny and Seinfeld on crack this they're saying the ending will possibly be akin to a similar situation where the gang finally pays for their sins I think by now they might be aware that they're Seinfeld on crack so they might want to do something like touch that or go close to it but do something the exact opposite or completely different so my question for you Donnie would you rather them go with that the Seinfeldia ending or would you rather it be them nursing home they can be in the nursing home talking about the good old days as um, they imagined it if if your theories are true where it's like if each you person was one. telling the story i would probably go with that one because it's not seinfeld it's i guess it's original i don't know another show movie that's done that exact thing so i would consider it original you could do you can combine both ideas you could have them reminiscing but in like um jail geriatric jail yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh who knows how who knows how or reminiscing at one of their funerals or at oh, someone's yeah. funeral or something let's go for a common one uh the waitress's name yeah the Nikki potnik her first name is question the. mark this was a divisive one i asked this one on instagram and we literally got 50 50 response on it we got let me let me double check. So I'd, 45% say yes, 55% say no. Uh, uh, Nikki Potnik, this is a divisive theory. What do you guys think about it? I don't really know enough, honestly, about Nikki Potnik. We know that the gang used to s- get drunk and steal Nikki Potnik's car and crash it. Mm. Makes sense. From underage drinking and national concern. It makes sense because they kind of like treat the waitress like garbage yeah they treat the waitress like garbage uh but it's also not revealed yet that they all went to high school together i'm pretty sure because we got recently in that episode the line did you go to high school from the waitress yeah if they allegedly all went to high school together Mm -hmm. but i always take that as like he was just like either forgot about her or was making fun of her or something Mm -hmm. my only theory to that would be is and same thing i don't pay attention enough to be like the specific details on it, but I could see it being Nikki Potnik, but they don't know it's Nikki Potnik. They just yeah. consider her the yeah. waitress and think she's the waitress, and they think of Nikki Potnik. And when they talk, because if That's they talked about both theories, if they talked about quote unquote Nikki Potnik, and then went across across the street and called her the waitress, I don't think they would do that. Like I don't think they would just use her name and yeah. then not use it to yeah. her face. So I think if What's it's her name again. Yeah. So if it's Nikki Potnik, I think that they only remember her in her high school stages and maybe she looked that different. Maybe she developed, maybe whatever happened, but she looks different enough that she is Nikki Potnik, but they don't realize that it's her. D didn't recognize Fatty Magoo. Right. Well, cause she lost weight. Oh yeah, that's true. She's Ingrid now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said derivative bullshit. I, I don't, I don't buy this one just because, uh, 
in the outside world, in the real world, Glenn Howardin tweeted, Nikki Potnik is not the name of the yeah. waitress. Yeah. I do appreciate it, though, because it's like the only like, fan theory we have about who, like what her name is. So I do appreciate it. It gives an effort. No one's trying to figure out the lawyer's name. It, did, uh, it's the, not as real quick not though. I think it is a. Lawyer. I think this one is even <laughs> if we consider it, even if we consider it derivative bullshit and don't like this theory and it's been said to be wrong by the creators of the show. I still like it the most if they didn't give a real reason. Like when when Glenn came out and said no, that's not the waitress. Was that because he just knows, or is there something well, in the show that he's like this one hundred percent proves it can't be the case? Because if it's not, if it can't be one hundred percent proven. Obviously, you could still make the case and argue that it's true, but I the creators the can make might, their decide. The I tweet see, might have been deleted, actually, now that I think about it, because, sus. because I could see him saying that and then being like, well, dude, let's not write anything out and him having to delete that tweet. But I I'm not going to go and check completely. whether or not it's been deleted. That's I'm yeah. going to stay on track here. If I didn't I like see that. it, it didn't happen. So, you know. I like that. But yeah, like I said, is I think that... Unless you can just 100% prove that it didn't happen in the show. Like, I just, I feel like that's the best type of fan theory. When there's something you can connect the dots to in a show that makes 100% sense, that wasn't the creator's intent. Like, because I think if there's the creator's intent. Well, the creators are the ones who, who dictate canon. Right. But if, if they if they put this all together and they were like, oh, we did Nikki Potnik and we did whatever. And like people can connect all these dots and you can't prove that Nikki Potnik isn't the waitress. But There's, when they wrote it, they yeah. said that was never our intention. That never yeah. crossed our mind that we thought they were two completely different people. But now there's these thousand things that prove they are the same person and we can't prove that they're not. I think that's the best fan theory. That's yeah. it's great. It's yeah. the best. Okay. I don't agree with it, but no, it is either. one of the best. Yeah. Um, and it's the hallmark of a long running show. The the question is though, and it, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Again, no, 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 you're good. Let's assume he deleted that tweet and whatever. Could that be just the best move for them? If isn't well, that I isn't hate, that kind of like that the shit. isn't Let that me, the kind of like give the people what they want type thing? Where like no, as a, like as a Star Wars fan, this is how you get like canon stuff from Star Wars. Like some random. I was listening to a podcast and they basically said what I'm about to say here. Like you find shit out that is canon in the Star Wars universe from a random Twitter account that's like George Lucas said in an interview yeah. that XYZ actually meant to happen and therefore Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord yeah. and you just find out the most random supposedly canon crap from Twitter well, yeah. like, and granted Glenn Howard is a reputable source when it comes to the <laughs> show you know how easy it is to make something canon in like Mandalorian uh, you, know, the you literally just jean, have to tweet it blue jeans guy in the Mandalorian like <laughs> Yeah, there's a guy in blue jeans in the, in the, the background, and he became canon now. It's, there's a guy named Blue Jeans guy in the Star Wars <laughs> universe. Uh, welcome back to any show, but Sunny, uh, should we should we do another common one, or do you guys want to go down a bit of a rabbit hole here? Let's do one more common one, and then we'll go down the hole. Um, have you guys heard the theory that it's always Sunny is in the same universe as The Office? Whoa. I haven't. I don't watch The Office. I don't enough watch to The Office. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Let's let's do the Nightman Cometh. Let's do a different common uh, wow. common one. Let's do the Nightman Cometh. A to Z. Wow. Slash okay. the night. Slash the Nightman. Okay. Um, for those of you unaware, actually, who am I kidding? You've definitely seen this episode because you have at least one weird friend that's probably tried to show it to you. Uh, the Nightman and from the us. Nightman Cometh is about Charlie's childhood trauma at the hands of his creepy Uncle Jack. I'm, I'm borrowing quotes from Screen Rant here. That was a quote from Screen Rant. So um, 
evidence that we got, we know Uncle Jack was at least once inappropriate with Charlie because uh, uncles don't wrestle with their nephews like that. Charlie is a lifelong substance abuser, uh, abuser who knows his existence was an accident and that he survived an abortion. And then from here on out, I'm using points that Ryan Hollinger. And he doesn't know his father. And he doesn't know his father. Uh, Ryan Hollinger did a great video of this on YouTube. We will link it in the show notes. Uh, he brings up some great points. So Uncle Jack is the nightman, but years of substance abuse have left Charlie with distorted morals and memories. Uh, the full, because the full lyrics of Nightman imply like a deeper, darker look into how the nightman treats Charlie. Like it's, it's, you know, when he's singing in the show, it, it's funny to like listen to because you're like, oh, wait, what's this turn taking? But like if you like really read the lyrics, um, there's, there's one line. They took you, Nightman, and you don't belong to them. They left me in a world of darkness without your sexy hands. I miss you. Uh, so Ryan's interpretation that- says that. Sorry? Go on. Uh, that was uh, Charlie didn't understand what was going on at first, and then he missed him, and now he fully grasps what's going on. I also take it as the gang taking over Charlie's band in that episode, if we're taking a much more literal sense from that episode. Um but that's, that's Sweet D's dating a retarded yeah. person, by the way. We're about to review that yeah. one. Were the hands in that lyric, were they like, um, uh, were, were they talking about Jack's hands? Is it referencing Uncle Jack's If hands? we're going with the Nightman theory, then yeah. So then, like, I wonder, this gets really dark, I guess. It's like, d- <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It, it goes one, the, Cause the cause episode. Uncle Jack, I, I assume Uncle Jack just wants someone to think his hands are sexy. That's like he probably forced him to say, I don't know. This oh, goes dark. Yeah. Whoa, that's an intense point. Yeah. Because he has his biggest has insecurity are his hands. Um, it's so, so weird. Ryan, Ryan brings up uh, that the Nightman Cometh goes one man, uh, one level deeper with the Iceman Cometh, which is a yeah. play from 1939 written by Eugene O'Neill, uh, a, which is a play about alcoholics stuck in a bar together. Does that oh. sound familiar? Uh, so it's patrons, 12 men and three prostitutes are five dead end alcoholics who spend every possible moment seeking oblivion in one another's company and trying to con or wheedle free drinks. They drift purposely from day to day as the play opens. The regulars are expecting, uh, a character to arrive in time for a birthday party. They introduce the various characters as they are bickering among themselves, showing how drunk and delusional they are. That's it. That's where it comes 1939 from. 1939 stage play, yeah. Sonny. Eugene O'Neill is famous. He's a famous playwright. So those those all combined lead yeah. me to say, he, no shit, literally yeah. anyone paying attention to this show. I want to read that now. We'll, we'll see. Uncle Jack is, is the nightman. I think Fuck. this one's obvious. Yeah, that's a good theory. It's as close to canon as we can get in this show, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Donnie? I think this is the most close to canon we've had. Yeah, I would say so. I'll probably agree with that. And more on that, uh, just as far as Charlie's whole play go, The Nightman Cometh, let's take the boy's soul, boy's whole example. Um, that's like Charlie sees one thing in that song, but literally everyone else sees something else and that's just kind of a metaphor for that entire episode charlie is doing this play as where his life is now 
everyone else can't get past the fact that there's glaring trauma written into this play that Charlie has written. I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with you guys. I mean, I, I could easily see it just being Charlie using a very, 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 very poor choice of words to describe a situation completely different than the picture that was being painted. I thought that's what that episode was at first was like, ha ha, Charlie doesn't realize what he's saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking deeper now, I'm like, oof. I I mean, knew. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily know that he knew. And I don't know that there was a deeper situation per se. I think it once again could be, don't get me wrong, Uncle Jack still being fucking weird and creepy and whatever, but to like you said, like kind of just like a misunderstanding and kind of Charlie Charlie just explaining it in a weird way. I don't know. I don't want to dive deeper down this. We can just move past that. Yeah, it's an obvious one. The trash man cometh. Let's uh, move on. Uh, transition there. The trash man cometh on Twitter says Dennis and Mac were in a relationship from season five to the episode where they move into the suburbs together. And um, I found oh the strangest rabbit hole of it's always sunny fans that I did not know existed. So there's a really popular theory apparently among the Tumblr side of the sunny fan base. Uh, the, their ship name is Mac Dennis as in Charty Mac Dennis. Um, we know that Mac is constantly making double entendres with Dennis throughout the series, but I think this person, uh, meerkat bubble on Tumblr, uh, summarized it very, very well. Meerkat bubble. I thought that was a great reference to, uh, the gang text. Anyways. <clears throat> so I decided to rewatch the episode for fun. The episode being, uh, the gang doesn't escape room. The gang escapes. Uh, what I found out is I completely forgotten what was inside the lock. When they open up the lock in that episode, there's a list titled, And So the Game Begins, which can likely take to mean the beginning of a canon Mac Dennis setup, given the symbolism of the heart shape of the lock. Um, and then they go on to basically say that the 20 to 30 items on the list are, represent the 20 to 30 episodes that they will take to develop the Mac Dennis relationship and sometime at the end of season 15, uh, sorry, not, uh, yeah. At the end of season 15, <laughs> they will reveal the Mac Dennis relationship. So what are you guys' thoughts on this one? I don't like it to be honest. It just, uh, it just, doesn't, it's, it's sort of sunny, but it's not really, I think it's funnier if it wasn't that way. And I, I don't think that idea works anyway. I don't know if it would help or hurt the character development that they've given Mac thus far. Mm, see, it's funny because when I first started watching the show too, I'll immediately when, even before season five and when all this happened, just them living together, like, don't get me wrong, obviously this is weird. I have one roommate, I have a friend, we're in our 20s, whatever, but like, just the fact that they were so advanced in their lives and they were still living together. Like I had already questioned that they had some sort of deeper relationship. Just like, I don't know, maybe they are just in a weird point in their life and it makes sense to live together and whatever. But like, they're not really like just like 20 year olds living their dream. Like they're 30, 40 year olds, like living together and running their career at a bar. Like that's, I don't consider that just like a friendly thing necessarily. 
I didn't I didn't really expect to think of it that way, but yeah. Um so I, I could see them chasing it for a few episodes because we have seen uh Frank and Charlie uh get married or eloped or whatever they did for that one weird episode. But um yeah, I don't know. I I I don't I don't I don't see this one happening. Uh, I just I mean Mac being gay and bi obviously is now a hundred percent like a fact a thing. Yeah. And then if if Dennis ever said I'm bi, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like it, it literally would be nothing to me. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis was bi. Like I just think he's attracted to I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so write it just, out, but I don't see it happening at the same time. Like, sort otherwise, of like the otherwise I don't killer. think. Otherwise, I don't think why he would care what Max looks like. Like, I think he wants Max to look physically attractive and be a physically attractive person because he wants to have sex with him and he wants to be in a relationship with him and he wants to have. They all bang the sex doll that looks like Dennis. Yeah, they all do. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, this one, I don't know that it's ever going to be obvious or whatever, but like. To me, even when I first watched the show, I questioned, like, are they together secretly or whatever? Like, I kind of brushed it off once I learned about them and just realized Dennis is just, they're just pals and they're friends. And Dennis critiques them on his looks because that's Dennis and whatever. But, like, looking back on him and critiquing it more, I could very well see them being in a relationship. They'd have to tweak both their characters a little bit, I think to get to that point i mean it would be it would be the definition of friends with benefits like there is like <laughs> the most open relationship possible like there's no label there's no ties there's no nothing like two dudes getting married yeah that's not gay i didn't <laughs> think of it that way yeah but no seriously like it's like laid back as you think like an open relationship would be like i think that's them interesting I, I like the idea I, li- <laughs> I like the idea that um maybe mac thinks that's what's going on See, I like that idea. I want to know why season five specifically up until the suburbs episode. I want to know why specifically this person said season five. But when also, I don't know when this happened either, but when Maureen and Dennis got married, it was revealed that Mac doesn't pay for anything. Mac didn't pay rent. He doesn't own any of the apartment. He doesn't own any. He didn't put a down payment down. Like he doesn't pay for anything or anything. So like, is Dennis that good of a friend that he just lets Mac mooch off of him all the time and he pays for everything and anything in the house or is there something deeper there it could be a control thing it could be a manipulation it could be that too see that i also financially dependent oh damn these complex characters it's one of those two things for sure though and at this point i would probably lean more towards the control manipulation but that's a very red flag to be like and they might have something more than just friends there i don't know that's why I wish the dish of the day was thawed out right now and talking to us. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's fucking yeah. He's a human popsicle. The 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 dish of the day is human popsicle today. He's here with us. He's just frozen, so he can't really say anything. Blink if you can understand us. Shit, someone go get the hair dryer. <laughs> okay, um, carbon monoxide. This is the a Dan Harmon theory. Yeah, let's talk gas leaks, guys. So we know that there is a gas leak in, in Patty's pub. So there's a, a theory that the gang's behavior is caused by a carbon monoxide leak in Patty's. See, I would want to combine this with the other one and be like, the imagination comes from them being fucked up at the bar on they probably so caused carbon monoxide. Yeah, 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 they probably caused the, the leak so they can get high. Charlie was like, I'm trying to spruce up the place. Make people I, more interested to come here. I really like this one because yeah. there's no way they could acknowledge it. Charlie would... Charlie's the only one that could know this because uh, Charlie keeps the 
uh, carbon monoxide in the basement because it keeps the rats out. So only Charlie knows that there's something wrong in the basement. So really, he's the only one that could reveal that this is going on. I think this one could be canon. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one, this is how I want the show to end. They all wake up and everything like the same thing. It's, it was imagined. They all wake up, but they're revealing at the end is them waking up in the basement. They were all passed <laughs> out and passed fucked up. Out. Yeah, they were all dreaming and passed out from the CO2 and they wake up. And then the show ends with them just trying to fix the CO2 problem and start their bar and run their bar. What if the show ends by them just dying? Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah they just fall asleep in patties. No, they fall oh. asleep in patties. The carbon monoxide just gets to them one day, and they just die. I uneventful. Think, I think that's how it has to end this show. And they name it something random, like the gang falls asleep. <laughs> the gang falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the gang hangs out with the McPoyles, or just some mundane shit. Yeah, <laughs> but the gang falls asleep is way funnier. Um, I, th I think this show has to end with them dying. It I, has I do, to, honestly. It's, <laughs> uh, it's the same uh, theory that I kind of had going with Bojack, Bojack Horseman. They're either going yeah. to jail or dying. Yeah, like I could see that. I don't want it to end like that. I th I would. I mean, that's kind of what happens to everyone. Well, when you have these antiheroes, but when you say that, that's kind of like everyone's fate in the entire world always is you either go to jail or you die. Yeah, but sometimes for <laughs> sure. For sure, but that's to also say that this show ends at the end of their lives or does the show end at the end of the bar's life? To me, I think the show ends with them selling or getting rid of the bar or losing the bar or something like boring. that. That is slightly boring and they would have to come up with a creative mm. way to it. it would but have I to, think it's more boring no, to just kill them. The gang pisses off. Every, the gang finally does something that triggers a mob of everyone they've ever wronged and they come and just fucking trash T patties, Torn apart. Tear it apart. Rip leave apart. them with nothing. Everyone. Cue, dun, 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 Every dun, good person that was good, they, they broke them and now they're fucking tearing them Crickets. limb and to that, limb. I'm gonna, full circle, I'm gonna full circle it all. So the show ends when the bar right ends around. and that solidifies our question before that the main character is the bar. Okay. Oh, yes. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Go ahead yeah, and listen yeah. to that jabroni talk. Uh, we talked about the main character of Sonny, but let's not plug another episode. That was that was great. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to... Um, Another more? obvious one? Let's okay. do another obvious one, possibly. No. This is, How many more do we left? We might have to two-part this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely <laughs> might have to two we, We're like halfway through on this. We might. We seriously might have to. Like, we can make this a two-hour episode if we want, but like, if we're halfway through, this is going to be a long one. You know what? Let's let's save a couple of these for, for part two, then. Let's, do you want let's, to do one more? Yeah, let's do we'll one more. We'll save the more. rest for uh, uh, Dish of the Day. I almost called him by his... His fake name. Yeah. Popsicle stand. What was it? Isn't what'd you call him? Ice popsicle. Human popsicle. Human He's popsicle. just a human popsicle today. Um I don't really got any evidence for this one, but this is one of the common ones I've heard. Uh Charlie is really the genius of the gang. We kind of touched on I don't this think earlier. That's a theory. I think he's clearly the genius of the gang. Oh really? Because yeah. I don't what? <laughs> no. I think that he's he's a He's a, art, a musically a savant. I think he's just art, artistically a genius for sure. At least compared to the rest of the the gang, as we've seen many episodes. Oh, okay. He's uh, more artistically inclined, <laughs> but is that worth anything? I does that make him a genius? Okay, okay, art is art, man. 
<laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. I think that he's a lot more capable in the things that he accomplishes or, or sets out to do. I think he's a he's a really good janitor. To make it, to make <laughs> a it real good. Yeah. To make it a, even a little bit better of a theory, I think I would go as far to say that Charlie Kelly was the genius of the group yeah. and could be the genius of the group. But obviously, he does so much drugs and is always fucked and whatever that he can't be, and he stops himself from pursuing his or from reaching his maximum potential. He's a good soul, though. Because he, like he's, he's, he's been fucked up since high school, so even if. Like, cause I think when we see his like genius shine, like when we're like, oh wow, he was smart right there. Like, I think that's his true potential, but like he's held himself back. What if I told you guys that D was the genius of the group? No, I would, oh, I would, oh, I would, I would save that no. for part two though. Okay. I got, I got okay. evidence on that one in part two. So you guys are going to have to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Hit the subscribe button so you get notified when part two of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan theories comes back. We're going to be talking more about who is the genius of the gang. We're going to dive into some evidence that we maybe have to uh, Charlie being a genius amongst at least another half dozen theories that we got here. So we're going to try and get the dish of the day back with us. So hit subscribe, you guys, and go to always sunny pod on twitter and instagram and and let us know what you think what do you think of these theories so far because some of these are pretty out there i know we shot down a lot of them but that doesn't mean they can't be canon and if we shot them down and you can come back with some evidence please do i'm all yeah send us your evidence if if we got something wrong by all means let us know if there is something that busts a case wide open let us know. We we want to hear it because we love hearing from other fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a whole reason we're doing this is to get the biggest group of Sunny fans together to create the ultimate Sunny fan base and talk about the best show of all time. Oh, yeah. I thought it was for the fame, but it is what it is. We're all in it for our own reasons. Yeah, yeah. So hit subscribe, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to drop that five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you had a good time. And we will see you guys shortly for another episode of you. See you guys very soon. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegenkuhl. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegenkuhl, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbord. Yeah.